So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Bassam Issa. Bassam, you absolutely killed it on there. And we look forward to having you on again down the road. It's not for episode 70 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio in person with the homie Matt. Say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great time right now. Episode 70, Eric, I can't believe, like, like what a milestone. Like, we're, I feel like we're so close to 100, although we still got a little ways to go. But Sam, you killed it last episode. But it's going to go down as one of my favorites. Um, we said a lot of controversial things, and, I mean, tonight's going to be a really good episode, too. I, I feel it already. Might also be controversial, but we'll see what happens. And, yes, yeah, but Sam... Yeah, you, you killed it on there. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, though, how we're just knocking them down. It feels like we're going through decades over here, like 50s, 60s, 70s, and uh, happy with the pace and consistent output of episodes. So yeah, for this episode, we're actually going to be going off an idea that you suggested, Matt, I believe in episode 60, which was a, that we could do an episode essentially with no topic, just freestyle conversation, and that's what we're going to do today. Before we get into that, though, we posted two stories on Instagram the last few days for a contest for a one-of-one Easy Conversations limited edition hoodie. And we're asking for basically your feedback on the last episode that got a lot of good, some positive responses and people had a lot of comments to say. So we're going to take those in and go over them right now. And the second one was for future topics for future episodes. So we took all that in. We're going to review them now, and then we're going to get into our no-topic discussion. So first, we're going to go over the comments on last episode. The first one was from the homie Justin Mocktinger. He agreed, actually. He didn't think we had any hot takes. He was fine with us thinking that Justin and Taylor were overrated. But he wanted to include also that Beyonce is someone who's overrated. So again, coming in with a hot take. What are your thoughts on Beyonce overrated, Matt? I think I agree with him. Wow, okay. I think Beyonce... You know what? It's it's not fair of me to say that because I don't know. Like like Taylor Swift, I know more of her like discography than Beyonce. I can't believe I just said that out loud. So I'm not super knowledgeable on Beyonce, but I find her very like mediocre and not like I don't think she's that great. Eric, Crazy in Love, <laughs> classic song. Yeah. yeah, it's only one song. <laughs> that is, I know I'm. I didn't do enough research here to start listing off Beyonce songs. Yeah. Bonnie and Clyde, Oh Three, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, I think it's called. I don't know. Anyways. Put a ring on it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't think Beyonce is overrated, in my opinion. Okay. Honestly, she's been a titan in the uh, pop game. I mean, slowed down in the last few years, there, but that's understandable there. She's a mother of three, I believe, and there's no need for there's no need at all for her to be putting out any music. So she can ride out into the sunset with the homie Hove. And um, I think she did her thing in, for like two decades, basically, yeah. at least. So I think she deserves her accolades. Okay. And the next one was from my bro, Zach. So his comments can be summarized in basically two sentences. Basam's laugh and Matt not liking ice cream. Those were his two (laughs) big takeaways from the episode. But he had a good time just listening to Basam laugh. Thought it was enjoyable. And um, you not liking ice cream was actually some overwhelming feedback on Basically, everyone I talked to was Matt not liking ice cream. That was the biggest takeaway. I could list all the people who mentioned it, but there's no need. We don't have all night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the reaction I get, folks, every time I mention that, like in, to coworkers or just random people. It's, 
it's extremely unusual. I understand, and I still stand by it. Like I, don't, okay, here let me re-explain. Like I can eat ice cream. I, I like the taste. It's just like I find it way over. Like it's not the greatest thing ever. Like people that eat whole tubs of ice cream, I don't understand you. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, now I'm sounding like Matt from last episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, let me say yeah. this differently by saying it the same way I did last episode. <laughs> let me just repeat myself and make people more angry. Uh, no, like the funny thing is, like the day after the episode, I mean, I had an ice cream sandwich, and I'm like, am I a phony right now? <laughs> no, because I enjoy it. I just think it's not the greatest thing ever. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, Zach, you're totally right. It is. It is weird. I acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And Basam's laugh. I mean, Basam was <laughs> Basam really great last episode. So. I mean, that's why we keep. That's why he's a seven-time guest, right? Mm-hmm, exactly, and we'll be on once again down the road. And yeah, a lot of people just commented on like it was a giggle fest is one of the uh, expressions I heard. And I take no offense to that. You know what? It was a good time. Positive energy. Can't go wrong. And the last, uh, actually, sorry, there are two more submissions. So the next one is from our Uncle Pat, who, as you all remember, was (laughs) quite colorful with his diction in his submissions. And he commented specifically that, again, with the ice cream came up again, we don't need to go over that again. But he, he said that he quite enjoyed me struggling to read his submissions and how I was breaking down, couldn't even hash out words and put them together. So kind of like right now. So that was his submission there. And uh, I thought it was hilarious. Like I, I was laughing just listening to myself laugh by reading his submission last episode. He truly is a wordsmith, like... Like, could everything have been explained in three sentences? Absolutely. But, like, he just, I don't know. It's, I enjoy, I like that he submitted a whole paragraph to say one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could never have read that with a straight, like, I know what the straight face you, which you struggled to do, but what you did, I would never have gone through that paragraph. I do want to say, though, that a major factor into why I struggled was because Bassam was cackling ah. of laughter the whole time, which wasn't really captured in the audio of the episode, but it's all good. So yeah, it was fun. And the last one was actually a voice recording. So I've not heard this yet. I'm going to be playing it. It's from the homie Katrina. So this are her thoughts on the episode. Hey guys, it's Katrina. Uh, Here's my feedback for episode 69 of Easy Conversations, the overrated things. First of all, Matt, Matt, how is ice cream too damn cold but sorbet is just fine. Make it make sense, Matt. I still stand you, though. That's okay. And Sam, you're out here doing the people's work, letting us all know the Timbits are 100 calories each. Thank you. You have made my life better. Eric, I totally pegged you as a French vanilla guy, too. Okay, guys. Take care. Okay. A lot to unpack there. Yet another person that doesn't understand, but uh, that's okay. French vanilla, eh? Okay, it's fine. I mean, nothing wrong with liking French vanilla, but uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. Thank you to everybody for the submissions. Appreciate it. You know, got to learn, got to be okay laughing at yourself, especially in this business. And we relish future feedback. You know, we always love hearing from you all. We won't, be all, won't always be going over them at every episode, but maybe we will every now and then. Who knows? So yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. You'll be entered into the draw that will be happening later in this episode. So now for as for future episode topics, again, I'll go in order. Justin Mockdinger again. So his submission was a preview of the upcoming NHL season. It's almost as if he knows what's coming. More on that later. So yeah, thank you for that idea, Justin. 
The next one was from the homie Chevy's Mart. So his was a cooking episode. Ooh, I love that idea. I like it too. Yeah. Something different. And we can eat during the, no, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. And I find like, I bet you like people love talking about food and we're going to get a ton of uh, suggestions. I'm hoping and you know, tips. No, that's a great idea. Mm hmm. We have to get a good guest yeah. too. Like we're both relatively new to the cooking game. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Don't need to rehash what we already <laughs> talked about a few episodes ago. But um, no, I like that idea a lot. Mart, thank you for that. Then the next one is from the homie Kilisin. So she had quite a few submissions actually. So I'm just going to rattle these off. Friends, The Office, maybe one on popular shows. Throw in a Peaky Blinders, Game Ooh. of Thrones, Stranger Things, Seinfeld, Simpsons. You can do a Halloween episode or about parenthood. Maybe do one about different generations. So many topics here. I don't know where to start. Well, for all the TV shows, I, like, I'd love, like, if it's a show, Eric, we've both watched throughout, like, the whole thing. Yes, I'm totally down for that. I mean, Friends, I think we could talk about Friends for a whole, like, for two hours easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, she said, The Office, I'm currently, like, ending my... I've been watching it from episode one and I'm like in the later half. So I'd love to talk about The Office now that I've been rewatching it. Um, Game of Thrones. We've touched on Game of Thrones many times, I think. Like we've been doing this podcast for a couple of years. I mean, you have. So it was more fresh two years ago. Like what do you th- what are your thoughts on like like Game of Thrones is long is, is over and but everyone still has like like I, fe- I feel like we know our feelings on Game of Thrones. Maybe in 10 years, you'll look back and do a retrospective, but I think Game of Thrones is still super fresh and still like, we all know what we're going to say, I think, about the show. Yeah, I feel like I've also been very vocal about what I think on about season seven, but maybe we haven't, or yeah, eight, maybe we haven't gone over the earlier seasons enough, could go over those, but I do think that it'd be more timely when one of the new shows does come out, right? Like as HBO is doing, producing some more Game of Thrones themed shows so maybe when those roll around then we could loop in some game of thrones og talk in there while focusing on the newer series i love that idea and those other shows are great i mean some of them i haven't like i'm not a simpsons guy so um same the parenthood we would have to bring like a superstar guest eric because i'm like what do i have to offer for that it's funny because when Kilson sent me this text, I didn't I actually didn't read all of them. And I, I guess I missed the parenthood one the first time. But I, one of the ideas I thought of to talk about with you today, whenever people talk about their kids with me, like if it's in a group setting, maybe at work or whatever, like I just feel like I have nothing to contribute. And I'm always very <laughs> uncomfortable. Like I'm just like there and like people are talking about like, oh, wait till they're, they're in grade school or whatever. And I don't know, like there's nothing wrong with pe- people talking about their kids. It's just me personally nothing to offer and i'm just there like oh yeah like i remember i don't know i don't even know what to say right now talking about not knowing what to say you know i I I have stuff to say but we'll talk about it in a bit sure yeah yeah because i have stuff to say on that okay because i experience the same thing every day at work eric okay um and that the her other uh, idea was the different generations Mm -hmm. which kind of like touched into an idea i've I've wanted to do on like an episode on nostalgia and like looking back at like the good old days and why people have a fascination with the eighties now, like what, like stranger things and all those movies and shows. And I feel like in 10 years, people are going to look back on the nineties. Like they look back on the eighties right now. 
and we can talk about why that is um the appeal of a previous generation that that has always fascinated me especially with like in pop culture music movies like i find i I think there's a lot to dissect there and in 2050 are they going to be looking at the 2020s and reminiscing on the good old TikTok cringe dance days. <laughs> Do you think that's what's going to be remembered of our time? I don't know. It's oh. weird. Weird to be critical on your own time. Like maybe in 30 years old, be looking back like, oh, we had it so good in the 2020s or something. I don't know. I don't think we have it bad here. There, but I'm just saying like that's a trend. Personally, I'm not a big fan of. Absolutely. Like people don't appreciate what they have right now. And then they'll look back and be like, oh, no, it was really awesome. Like TikTok every everyone that lived in the 80s, did they actually like the 80s when they were there or they only liked it when look, comparing mm-hmm. it to now? Yep. Probably mm. not. That's a subject that I'd like to talk about eventually. Mm-hmm. Maybe through like a cinematic look or a music look or That's everything. True. How hip hop will have disappeared by in like five years. It won't be a thing anymore. <laughs> and uh... Hip hop will never disappear. Just like country music will never disappear and... Anyways, that's we're getting way <laughs> off t- topic here. Well, that might that might segue into our next uh, submission, which was from our uncle Pat. <laughs> so, so his was his was reviewing the review. Oh, Rolling Stone magazine's latest top five hundred songs of all time. So now, if we were to take this idea on, I don't think we'd be doing an in-depth review on the five hundred songs listed on by Rolling Stones. But I do think there might be something here in which we could read up on those songs, maybe even listen to all of them. I don't know, and then do a bit of homework and identify like, okay, I like these songs. This song made me discover this artist and these albums. Maybe that's where it could go. But I'm telling you right now, there's no chance we're doing a 500 song analysis episode. Like that just cannot happen. <laughs> I think it was kind of a joke that we'd be fully reviewing this whole thing. Is how I took it. But what are your thoughts on that, Matt? I mean, we can do like the top 50, top 25, and not like discuss each one in depth. But like, do you know this song? Yeah, that's a good song. Mm-hmm. I love lists, and I know like you like lists too. Like just like creating a list and why is it like up there and why is this song number one? Like. I love lists and the fact that are you going to go like subjective or objective? Like are, is Rolling Stones going to, I don't know what the number one is, but like, are they going to put the song that's more important to like rock and roll? Or are they going to go with the more like entertaining badass song mm-hmm. in terms of film? It's like people that put Citizen Kane as the best movie ever made. It's, it's not the best movie ever made, like in terms of entertainment, but some people say, yeah, but it innovated so many cinematic techniques that it deserves to be like the greatest film achievement ever made because of all its technical merit. So is import, where does importance play a factor and entertainment? You know, like I love the, dissecting that aspects of lists. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, what kind of lists are you more a fan of the subjective or the objective kind where like, but then I feel like it also has to be someone who you respect, who's writing the list, right? Because if it is someone who's kind of just wants to be a contrarian, let's say for example, and you know that their list is kind of just to be controversial, you're going to take that with a grain of salt. But if it is someone that is very reputable and knows what they're talking about, and it is their personal favorites, those are kind of my preferred types of mm-hmm. lists. And hey, if I, if I disagree with like half of their top 10, it's fine. That's their opinion. But I prefer seeing personality shine through in a list over, uh, well, uh, technically speaking, this yeah. is the best song because this, uh, it this synth in the this. background yeah. is what kind of paved the way for these artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 
I like a subjective list too, because even if I don't agree with it, it's still like, it's fun to watch a train wreck list, you know? Yep. <laughs> I might not agree with it, but I had fun watching your, it's your opinion and I don't have to agree with it, but I just, I just like seeing a movie that I would never imagine being someone's top 10 and then be in their top 10. I'm like, wow, like. You, I, I think you're crazy, but good on you for having that in there. What about the other way around, seeing movies that you praise and then seeing as like potentially some of the worst movies ever made on their list of those worst movies then ever And you're made. my enemy if you do that. <laughs> Shout out Enemy. Great movie. <laughs> That's a great movie. Don't want to see that on anyone's bottom list. Yeah, um, neither would I. Um, okay, well, yeah, those were our submissions from the people. So, yeah, some good topics to go off. I think we got a lot in, like, Kristen gave us a multitude, a multiverse even of topics, if you will. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be doing a um, the draw later in the episode. Both the people who submitted feedback and the um, topics will be in the same pool lumped once. Like, Justin and Zach, you're not in there twice, just to be clear. So, now for our freestyle conversation, no topic, episode 70, let's get it. So, where do you want to start our conversation off? Well, just reiterate, thanks for everyone for submitting yes, questions. I, su- I like really appreciate it, taking the time out of your day to do this, and you got an amazing hoodie, Eric. I don't know, I just like, I'm super appreciative of everyone that does that. Makes me really happy. Where do I want to start, you said? Oh, I think I know where I want to start, Eric. I want to start with, I mean, as it's, when this episode drops, I think it'll be a month it's it's been a month since your beer pong tournament. Yeah, close to it. Yeah. yeah. So I attended the Saloon beer pong beer pong tourney hosted by Zach. And I mean, and you, Eric. <laughs> yeah, thank you and thanks Zach. for looping me in there. Like you said, you weren't gonna. You said you weren't gonna like let you're gonna let Zach run the show, yeah, but you were you very did. involved. Yeah, Zach did a great job. You guys, Zach, great job. You did a great job. Okay, so I arrive at this tourney, and I, I told the boys, I said, uh, I, I'm not a really a beer pong player. I'll show up, chat, like I'll like hang out and I'll be a super sub. You know, if someone doesn't show up at the last hour, at the final hour, I'll like, I'll like replace them and play. So I get there. They're like, Hey Matt, do you want to practice? You want to play some games? I'm like, sure. And you got to remember listeners, like I haven't played beer pong in so long in like maybe 10 years. And I was a little, I didn't know how I was going to perform. And apparently I'm way better than I thought I was. (laughs) I don't even know if that's an understatement or. No, that's an understatement big time. Um, So I'm like, oh, this is actually really fun. (laughs) And then I'm kind of hoping that someone doesn't show up. (laughs) I don't say anything. I just play casual like, oh, yeah, I'm not here to play. Um, And by the way, I had a great time, Eric, meeting your uh, cousins and Zach and meeting your friend, Zach. Like that was that was great. And everyone was so nice. Like Mm -hmm. it was a little. Not a little nervous, but I'm like, what if... But no, everyone was so accommodating and welcoming. It was great. As it turns out, someone did not show up, and I got to play in the tournament with, uh, with Zach's friend, who was the youngest there, and I was the eld- oldest there, so I was like the youngest and the yeah, oldest. Solid dynamic. We, we, we won three games and lost one. Unfortunately, the game we lost was in the playoffs, so we did not advance very far. But you know what, Eric? I had a freaking blast at like at the tourney amazing time blew my expectations out of the water like I I knew I'd have a good time but I didn't know like how time would go by so fast and me enjoying myself talking to everyone drinking you know having a swim in the pool your mom was like your mom absolutely killed it super host oh my god above and beyond like food the food was amazing I was eating all night that helped that's probably why I never got like sick or 
too drunk was all the food I was eating. I think I had like eight hot dogs. <laughs> Um, like that, I'm not even joking. No, she was constantly <laughs> yeah. supplying like quesadillas yeah. and various yeah. uh, sandwiches, accoutrements. Oh, like that. You know what? That really surprised. Like, I know your mom's a great host, but I'm like, she's going way. She's going above and beyond. She like, arguably lives for the punk tourney more than Zach and I. So I don't okay. know. It's not that surprising for uh, for me, anyways. It's not that like I know what it is. Every year, it's always like that. Okay, so, no, like, but for you, for sure, first time. Yeah, yeah. I was. Wow. Definitely something I want to attend in the future. Maybe create my own team. Ooh, yeah. I love the whole, like, the costume. Like, mm. every team had uh, had a costume and a name. And I don't know, Eric, like, you guys did a great job. I just want to say thank you. Yeah. Like, thank you, Zach, um, for inviting me. And I didn't want to – you notice I didn't really talk about, like, the playoffs and, like, who eventually won that tournament. <laughs> I kind of, like, want to hear your side of, like <laughs> – Okay. Well, first of all, I'm super happy to hear. I was really <laughs> pumped when you texted me that you had a good time. I was very happy. And I was like, I kind of felt bad that I feel like I didn't get to spend that much time with you. Like, I think we did hang out oh, a yeah, lot, I'm but good. I was still like just working it, like tallying scores and yeah. stuff. It was a really good time and always is. We, uh, I'm glad that you showed up a little earlier too, so we could get those practice games in. And my, so it was you, Zach, my younger cousins, Dylan and Dan, um, Dan's girlfriend and Dylan's friend who was his partner in the tournament and then Martz who was my partner in the tournament we got to play a lot of practice games and it was just not going well for me <laughs> and Martz who were just losing games left and right but we weren't getting too worried just having a couple of drinks easing into it we knew that everything that mattered was when the tournament starts and more specifically when the playoffs start mm-hmm. so First, well, I'm not gonna, I know I said a few episodes ago that we'd be doing a game-by-game breakdown. Won't be doing that. I do want to highlight a couple of games, though, because for me, the best game of the tournament was the first game that I played, which was Mart and I against Zach and Vinny. And that was, a, I think, did you watch that game? The first game? Yeah. In, like, the round robin? Yeah. Good. No, I think, no, I didn't. Because... Uh. That, I think that game ended up having the highest attendance. Like, um, it seems like the way I'm remembering it, almost everyone was just watching that game. Yeah, it was it's like, the game you lost, right? No, 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 no. We won, that was the only game we won in the round robin. So it was just a, remember, a no. back and forth, and it was it came down to the wire. And at the end, like they needed to get redemption, and Vinny went first, and he shot, and it was spinning, and I just like fingered it out of I there. I remember, yes. And then people went nuts, and I was like, okay, we're winning this game. Like, Zach, I didn't think they would get both cups left, and like we had momentum because it was looking like it was going to be one cup left for them to get, but then I got that out. Then we lost the next two games, but after that, fortunately enough, Mart and I both picked it up and went undefeated from that point on, and uh, yeah, took one home for the fellas. It was fun. A rematch in the finals, too. Yeah, against, against Zach and Vinny again. And uh, I think Mart was just like, I got to give him big-time props. He picked it up as the tournament went on, and it was just dialed in. Definitely killed it, so it was fun. And actually, so you went 3-0 and in the round robin. Yeah. And there was another team that also went 3-0. and And obviously, the tiebreakers are the cups for and the cups against, which obviously you both had the same cups for. And you also had the same cups against. Really? I didn't know So this. what I did when I was telling the scores, I went off a str- strength of schedule for the next tiebreaker. And the other team had a much easier schedule. So I gave you the bye because you beat tougher teams. So a what-if scenario was if it went the other way around, and let's, let's assume everything happens the same way, 
and Mart and I win our first game in round in the eliminations, we would have played you in the second game of elimination. So oh, I, just, wow. I just wonder how if things would have happened differently. Like maybe we lose that game and then you go on to the. I don't know if you want wow. to hear this right now, no, but <laughs> this is crazy. It's like one little decision could have changed the outcome of everything. Yeah, and we hit a team that was we hit Dan and his girlfriend, I believe. Yeah, and got like ki- like we didn't stand a chance. Um, wow, Eric, that's awesome. But they also finished like one of the bottom teams, so they're in. They upset yeah. two teams to make it to the last three teams. So they had they did not have an easy schedule to make it as far as they did. So it was great to see like the younger generation also taking the torch from the OGs. I felt like I was my age at that tournament. Like I looked around, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm 29 right now. Like I'm, mm-hmm. everyone looks so young. I felt, felt a yeah. little weird, Eric. I'm not going to lie. I felt like everyone was thinking, who's that old guy there? <laughs> no, that's how I felt. But a few people were like, oh, that's the guy who's on the pod right. with you. That's, no, that's right. all they knew. Recognize you. your voice. <laughs> yeah. that's, no, no joke. Oh yeah, I recognize your voice. You do the pod. You're Eric's cousin. Or they, they recognize like my, like the pictures on Instagram yep. you post or Facebook. Mm-hmm. That, that was great, actually. I felt like... Yeah. I felt like 1% famous there, you know? <laughs> and, man, honestly, your beer pong game was immaculate. You were actually killing it. You definitely undersold your skills on the beer pong table. It was super fun to see. And definitely next year, hopefully we can make it a little bigger as well. You can definitely hopefully get a full a team, like a partner of your choice, and uh, do some damage. Absolutely. You know, we were joking, like, Matt, were you practicing – like the week before, like every night, like shooting some balls and cups. <laughs> I think Zach joked about that. He's like, Jesus. Because I kept like, think about this. I kept saying, no, I'm not good. I haven't played and I'm sinking like a good amount of shots. And everyone's like, like, are you like just pulling our chain right now? Like it was a weird feeling. And I tend to do that. And sometimes like, I don't want to like pump my tires too much. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want to. Humility oh, yeah, is this, this is how much I can lift. This is how much yeah. like, what, what can you do? No, I'm not going to. And I, and honestly, I truly didn't know how, like, I didn't know what my skills, what my level of skill was going to be. Like, am I like, I'm fairly coordinated person. I've played sports. That comes in clutch on the pong table, right? Plus the alcohol folks really helped. (laughs) No nerves, no thought. Eric, you kept saying like, holy crap, like no wait time. Like you're just throwing the ball right away. I'm like, okay. It, that's what I like about Pong too. Everyone has a different yeah. style. Like not one person shoots the same <laughs> way. Right. Yeah. It's so funny. There's no yeah. one way really to yeah. like. I think my way of shooting is the way to go, but it doesn't work for everybody. So it's like a golf swing, right? Yeah. If it yeah. works for you, don't stop doing it. It's the there's no boilerplate way to play beer pong. And the funny thing is, I was learning as I went, like the different rules. Like I'd forgotten a lot of stuff and just wasn't like I was very ignorant to a lot of rules. So it's like why didn't you stop the bounce shot? <laughs> like, oh, okay. I learned the ice. It was like sink or oh, swim and sometimes. Is that how you went down though? No. In that right. game it against w- Dan and McKenzie, did they get a bounce shot on you guys? Because I feel like it was a super quick game, how I'm remembering it. like They didn't that time, but someone in the round robin got a bounce shot on us. Because we, I think we beat Dan and McKenzie in the round robin. Mm, we okay. did. They were killer. They were silent killers, though, in that yeah. in the playoff game. We didn't stand a chance. You know, next year, they'll be coming in more loud and a little more confident, I think. like earning, they, Hey, they've earned a top three finish, so yeah. they're, they're allowed to boast a little bit. But yeah, Eric, congratulations on your win. That's win Thanks. number four. Yep. Nice. Just to bring it back to what you said earlier, like the group that was there was honestly the perfect core of people like everyone was just so happy to be together and like it was a reminder of what life used to be like before covid too and everyone was just 
in a good mood. And it always is like that, though. Like, there's never bad vibes at the turning. But it was just fun to get that going again because last year we didn't have one. So it was fun to get going again. But next year, I'm hoping that we can make it a little bigger and I'll have more of my friends back there as well. Like, this year was really a, more of a Zach crew. But uh, if we can be in a better position for COVID, I'll have more of my friends over there. And What's the dream? Like a 24-team tournament? Yeah, that's what it is. Like It's been 24 oh, wow. teams oh, wow. the last two years. That's what it was. That would be that wasn't even we didn't even have half those numbers and it was yeah, we had, like a great we had time. twelve no we had we eleven had, teams we had 11, true yeah. true and I had a blast I imagine doubling the fun doubling the people. that's the thing so it also makes it like a tougher grind to get to the finals like and it, this elimination you just you just had to win two elimination games and then you're in the top three which you each play each other once the two teams with the best records go to the finals again so I got to play Zach three times <laughs> in the tournament so that was pretty fun and. Uh, yeah, it's always fun playing Zach at Pong. So, I mean, I think we can wrap a bow on the, the tourney there. And uh, what do you have for us next there? What do you want to talk about? Is there anything that you had on your mind prepped or uh, something that's organic? I have lots to talk about. I just don't know where to start. We can talk. Actually, let's talk about, because I alluded to this earlier, the the parenthood thing, actually. Sure, yeah, so I don't yeah. forget it. Yeah. I am so at lost when... When it's something I can't relate to, I don't like, I don't know if you feel that way, but it's like, do I contribute or do I say nothing? Like, do I try to like say something and it's going to like Michael Scott said, I just like improvise a sentence and mm-hmm. whatever comes out, comes yeah. out. like one episode, he says that he just, I just like start talking. Sometimes I start talking. I have yeah. no idea where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, well, like, do I start doing that? Yeah. And then they're going to think I'm crazy. Cause I don't know what I'm talking about, but it happens every day at work where I'm like, Hey, I either don't care what you're saying or I like, I start judging. You. I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. But then I'm like, wait, what do I know? Mm-hmm. I'm not a parent. Okay. Great question. And I can totally relate to that too. I'm in the exact same situation. <laughs> it's off, oftentimes at work when people talk about certain issues or I don't know, topics of conversation that I have no interest in or no opinion on. I do not say anything. I don't want to contribute because I have nothing to say really. So I just stay out of it. And sometimes I actually get called out on it. Like, oh, Eric, you're not talking. Like, what's wrong? I'm just like, yeah, so I I don't really have anything to contribute here. It's not that I'm not interested. I just don't, I'm not as well informed on this topic. And in the back of my mind, I also sometimes don't care. But I just don't want to, I don't need to talk either. There's nothing wrong, I think, to not speak if you don't have anything to say, like what's worse, someone who's just going to yap to yap or someone who's going to talk when they have something to say. And then the third person, someone who just doesn't talk and will speak when they have an actual opinion or insight to contribute to a good conversation. And there are a lot of things that I don't want to talk about. I'm not going to start listing them off there. I'm, it's quite known. I'm more of a lighthearted conversation guy. Like I like talking about yeah, pop culture, sports, music, I don't know, just like life stuff, like light, like beer pong. We talked about beer pong for I don't know how long. Could have probably kept going. I don't want to talk about some heavy topics, especially when I'm not informed. I find it's just best to not talk. And isn't there like two types of people that like, there's the ones at work that have no problem giving you all the weird, like not the weird details, the intimate details. And like, like what makes you think that I'm comfortable hearing all this? And then there's the people like us that, oh, let's talk about movies, video games, Mm -hmm. music. What happened in like even the news? That's fine, uh, sports, but no, I don't need to know like what your nephew or cousin did or, 
it's different if your coworker is like a best friend or a really good friend, but I'm just talking in general. Like I don't need to know your whole life story. And maybe that's the problem with Facebook and Instagram nowadays is people feel like, Oh, well this person will love to hear like mm-hmm. about my weekend or like exactly what I did. And, and you know what, if I want to know, I'm going to go ask you. Yeah. Oh, how was the cottage? Did you do this? Did you go swimming? Me? Mm-hmm. It's when people don't talk about themselves, but they talk about like someone in their life in great detail. Like I already know that person. Like they assume they're like, Oh, you know, like Kevin did this. And I'm like, wait, wait, who's Kevin again? <laughs> exactly. Oh, Kevin, my neighbor. You don't know Kevin. Yeah. My neighbor. And then for the next month or so, we'll start talking about Kevin. Like I know that Kevin, I don't mm-hmm. know Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> did I pick Kevin? Cause I was just watching the office before coming here. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, super off topic, but I just the opening of the last episode I watched is he's carrying this big bowl of chili. Classic the chili opening. I was told it was a classic opening. It is. It did not disappoint. Oh, yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah, that's a top ten uh, cold open for the sure. Voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> to undercook yeah. the onions. <laughs> Anyways, classic. back to the back, back to, to Kevin the, the neighbor. Back to Kevin the neighbor. Like I don't like that. It makes mm. me very uncomfortable. And yeah, this, we started talking about parenthood, but it applies to all, like everything where I can't relate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I find some people just, is it because they don't have anybody else to talk to about those things? Maybe like it should, should I be, how nice do I have to be? Mm-hmm. Which kind of sounds really harsh and like, I'm not like a dick folks. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, think I anyone ho- thinks you are though. No, like it's how much is it on me to like, I don't like to humor people. Cause then like that comes off as phony, but it's almost like. Okay, like sometimes I have a hard time walking away from conversations. Yeah, I don't know tough. about you, Eric. Yeah. Like, how do you like you start like inching away, then they keep going, then you like inch back, and you're like, oh, I gotta go go over there do this now. And well, thankfully, I don't have to deal with oh, that as much working from lucky. home, right? But when I was in the office, like, of course, the, there is a lot of that, and you kind of just have to bide your time sometimes. And like, there are, I think you're kind of right. Like, some people maybe they don't have as many people that they can share these thoughts with. But I, I want to think that like, do people not know that it's not really right. relevant? Like that you don't really care. Like you don't know Kevin. Why would you want to hear about what yeah. Kevin's up to? Right. I don't know. It's like, it seems crazy to us, but maybe in their minds, like, no, they should be interested because I like it, this person. Right. I want to let them know about Kevin, but I don't care about Kevin. I, I totally hear you, man. Do I give them a taste of their own medicine? Like, do I start talking about like my neighbor and then, my that, cousin? then they hit you with, I don't care. <laughs> Oh, right. I would call them out so fast if they did that. Yeah. But the worst part is if it doesn't work and they're like, they want to know everything about mm. your neighbor and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, that's, I mean, that's life. Like some people like to talk. Some I'm more like, I think like you, Eric, like I don't, I'm not going to waste any words. Like I love talking. Someone brings up a movie at work. Like I just like, mater- mm. I teleport to that con- in that spot and I yeah. start talking. Like Thanos with the space stones right. show up. Like. I can hear it a mile away too. Like I hear like little whispers. Oh, they're they're trying to find what the movie title is. What movie are you guys talking about? I'm that guy. The cinematographer was. Yeah. <laughs> the editor, the, the costume designer. But like life stuff, I'm like super like. It's tricky. I, I don't f- divulge anything. I feel like maybe on the parenthood side, I feel like it's when you become a parent, then you know how to navigate those situations because mm. you do have a kid and you kind of know what they're talking about. And then you're more interested about, let's say, let's go back to Kevin because 
when your kid will be closer to Kevin's age. I don't know, maybe Kevin is a kid in this situation. He's 12 and your kid's like eight. Like, oh, like he's going through this. Like in a couple of years, your kid's going to be doing this too. Like, okay, I want to know more about Kevin. That's a very good point. And I could like in 10 years, I could everything I'm saying now in 10 years, it could be like, I was completely wrong. This is where it's at. Yeah. Like this is another like tangent, but like don't you find like, Five years ago, you thought you were so positive and right on this subject. You thought you knew the answer. And then, like, right now, you're like, no, five years ago, I didn't know frig all. Like, this is the way to go. And in five more years, you're going to be like, oh, wait, I was wrong five years ago. This is, this is like, the answer to this. Mm-hmm. Changing your mind's a good thing. Like, you always have to adapt and learn. Call back to the, that subtle art of not giving a fuck book. Like, uh, certainty is the opposite of growth. You know, if you're too mm. certain all the time of something. You're not going to grow. You have to change your way of thinking. But I, like, I'll always find it annoying when people divulge too much of their personal life. Like I don't like, like I say, it's the people that don't have people to talk to. I live by my, I don't talk while well, my days off. I could, sometimes I barely talk out loud because I'm by, I live by myself or I happen to not like see a lot of people that day. That doesn't mean that next day at work, I have, I have a huge urge to talk and divulge everything. No, no. Like i you know, you say you don't waste words. Silence is super underrated, I find. You don't have to always fill the void with conversation. And that's when you know you're comfortable with someone, yeah, though. When it's sure. not awkward, when it's silent. I'm just trying to think back. Like, for me, like, being in the office just feels like so long ago. And, like, there were all these interactions. But I can't really draw on anything right now because it is... I'm so far removed from it. Like, all I know is working from home. And it, I, well, I, I do have an example Maybe it won't translate as well, but in the moment, it was pretty funny. So there was this one person that is very just self-absorbed and can talk about anything. Like you talk about talking about Kevin, it's like talking about my daughter's boyfriend's friend kind of thing. Oh my God. Some crazy connections and you're supposed to be just captivated by this. And this one time I was just stuck in the tractor beam I was inching away, like turning away, walking to my desk and nope, pulling me back in. <laughs> and Basam was, was sitting behind this person and I see him, he's just bent over, like laughing. He turns around, eyes like red, he's laughing. I lost it. I started, di- I was literally crying of laughter in this person's face was unfazed, kept talking, was oblivious (laughs) to the fact that I was just laughing in their face about what they're talking about. That's how you know you've reached another level of just self-absorption and unaware of you're making others uncomfortable and we don't care. I'm laughing in your face and it's not even awkward. It was for me. (laughs) That is freaking bizarre eric oh my god oh man i can still picture it clearly but i kind of miss those days that being said like what i would give to be in a conversation with them and just laugh i would probably laugh again yeah but uh, it's it's wild that's kind of the little things i kind of miss from the uh, the work from home the work in the office i mean Back to the tractor beam, though. You're like the Millennium (laughs) Falcon that sees the Death Star. It's like seeing the desk, and then you're like walking past the door, and no one word gets one word gets said, and then you're like, "Oh crap, I gotta stop now." Yeah. And like you know when you try to like inch out the door, and you're like, "No, no, we're not done." Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like a phone conversation sometimes. Okay, I got. Oh no, he wants to keep talking. Um, 
that doesn't really happen to me. Like I don't work in an office environment, thank God. But I, I still have those situations where I like literally need to be somewhere to do something and someone, I can't cut this person off mid conversation. So I just have to like, sorry, I got to go like take care of this or you find, you know, you, you got to have good body language, like, you know, shifting your body as preparing to walk away. Like I have a lot of techniques. Okay. I probably employed half a dozen of those techniques and still didn't work, but uh, I guess it depends the beast you're up against. And I know like no one I work with will, will listen to this. And if you do, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I love all you guys. Like the chances that someone's listening to this is so small. Like they might work. be though. So, anyway, so I love you guys. I don't do it. It's uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> gotcha. But you make a good point about like calls though. Like I do deal with that still from working from home ah. and sometimes being in a call or a meeting and someone just keeps talking and you want to get out of it. So you kind of have to make up sometimes like, yo, I got to get stuff done or I have another meeting in 10 minutes I want to prep for, which sometimes is complete malarkey, but you got to do what you got to do to get out of those conversations that sometimes like, yeah, I like talking and taking breaks as much as the next person, maybe even more than the next person, but I still have stuff I want and need to get done, right? You can do like a Patrick Bateman and be like, I got to return some video to you, I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. That's the next <laughs> That's the next one I'll use. What would be like a 21st century equivalent of that? Because you, you can't really say videotapes now. It'd be like, I got to, I have to. Like a go-to excuse? Yeah. Like like on the same, in the same domain as like return returning video physical tips. video. Yeah. Physical media. That's a good question. Yeah, it is. Um, we're so blessed now with streaming and like, yeah. we don't have to, that's the that, thing. you know, that's another idea, Eric, an episode on like not blockbuster, but like that would tie into actually the nostalgia episode. So yeah, we'll say, I'll say, yeah, I think so that. for yeah. sure. There's more of a Rogers like, guy myself. Like going like the journey of going to the video store and, the appreciation we had for like a movie back then now it's all it's a world at our fingertips but Mm -hmm. i'll shelve that talk for when we do that episode but now we have too many options though on streaming platforms whereas when we went in the store it was like tangible you could see it they have this movie like i feel like it was much easier to make a decision back then because maybe we had less options now we have so much but there's also a lot that's not good even though i'm not saying everything back then was good but I feel like it was quicker. It was easier to choose a movie back then. Is basically my main oh, point here. And I like. I remember going to Blockbuster every week, and I struggled to pick something. I would be there in there for forty five minutes, and my dad or mom would be like, "Okay, we need to go." Mm. And I'm like, have like five mo- DVDs in my hand. I'm like, "Okay, I, I can't decide. We'll rent them all." There you go. Yeah, but exactly. I struggled to find titles. That imagine me back then trying to find something now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it, it is a struggle, Eric. Like, just on Amazon Prime, like, I could spend 30 minutes scrolling, not pick anything. Netflix, same thing. I don't even have Apple TV. If I had that, like, I know what I'd be watching, Ted Lasso. Yeah, we got to get on I it. I keep hearing people talking. Like, it's getting, tra- it's getting traction. It, oh, like, it I'm hearing more. Traction. I'm hearing, like, references on, like, uh, I think on Sports on Sports Center they referenced it. Possibly. Yeah, and I'm like, huh, okay. But, yeah, I loved browsing like, you know, just looking at the artwork and reading yeah. the back and then like you go through the horror section and you're like, oh, this is scary. <laughs> like I stayed away from horror during the blockbuster days. It's mm. really like after when I started buying movies that I really like fell in love with it. I don't know. There's something special like walking there, driving to the video store. 
I think you appreciate the movie you're going to watch more when you're renting it at Blockbuster because you took the time to go get it and select it and your brain's going to trick itself into like, oh, I'm going to like this movie more because I selected that movie. So I'm going to, you're not going to convince yourself it's better, but you're going to have more, like it's going to have more appeal. It's kind of like going to the theater. I always find movies are better in the theater because I paid for it. I'm like, I think I'm going to force myself. You to put in it. some work, you know, it's, yeah. you went on a date. Yeah. Whereas Netflix, it's just like prostitution. It's just so easy one click. <laughs> That's a wild comparison, but I love it. That's great. Right? Hey. You're going to enjoy it a lot more when you put in all that work yeah. and the dinner and all that. Exactly. Netflix is like the easy $8 a month or $12 a month. <laughs> Unlimited. Yeah. Exactly. There's so much crap uh, out there, though. You're right, Eric. Yeah, there so is. So much I don't garbage. like how also Amazon Prime is organized. I don't know. I'm not a fan oh, of the Prime video. It, it just looks messy. Netflix, at it. least, is neatly organized. Yeah. You know, you got your categories. You got your recently added. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just looks cleaner. The top 10. Yeah. All Netflix products. I, I always browse on Amazon on my phone, and when I find something, then I go on my TV and search it. Mm. It's so much easier on my phone just because it's faster. Uh, yeah, Prime Video is very slow also, I find, like, oh. on the TV. I find, yeah. I find, like, you're scrolling to the right, and it takes, like, a bunch of time. It jumps. You can't yeah. see titles. Some of them are grayed out. There's a delay. Yeah. And you search a title on Prime, and then it's like, oh, no, it's there, but you have to buy a subscription to MGM. Super annoying. Or, like, oh. you, you have to pay for it. Yeah. Shout out the exchange. Another thing also <laughs> is... Um, okay, how about this too? On Netflix, when you're typing a title, whatever, let's say you want to watch Reservoir Dogs, uh-huh. then it pops up, select it. Titles re- uh, related to Reservoir Dogs, so like it sandbags you, kind of like you. you at Beer Pong, just sandbags <laughs> you that they have it. And then when you sl- click on it, they don't have it, but they have all these other movies that are related to it. Whenever you say ti- whenever you see True. titles related to, you know it's a wrap. They don't have it, but they also might have some some good movies that you might enjoy because you like that movie but still such a disappointment every single time i don't mind their algorithm actually like it well i watch a lot of horror movies and it recommends me a lot of new horror movies and like i like like it it knows what i like and i don't even do the whole rating thing at the end it just goes on my history Mm, i think netflix does a great job with that yeah true sometimes it's in your face like watch this watch that like these companies are trying so hard to like use my streaming platform here's what i'm going to offer you like there's so much competition like mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible how much how far they've come like do you remember when i remember when netflix started or when i got netflix it was like i only watched it on my laptop and it was super like basic and house of cards was like yeah. the biggest thing and orange, orange is, is the, the new, new black, black. Yeah. yeah i think i opened pandora's box when i got netflix i'm like i don't have to buy stuff anymore before netflix listeners like everything i watched was something i bought at hmv Mm. Or on Amazon. But after that, I'm like, oh, no, I can just sit all night, watch eight movies if I want to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they're like, it's like at that time I was watching movies almost like just to log them in my book, in my like in, on my list. Like, I don't even know, I don't even care if it's great or not. It's just it's another movie added. It's another gotcha. movie added to like what I've watched. Um, kind of like an accomplishment, mm-hmm. which is so stupid. Like, I should have just enjoyed the movies. I'm doing a similar exercise with the 2021 hip hop albums. I've listened to some bad albums, but your your numbers are probably great. Like your the number of the number of albums you've listened to is probably really high. Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, I'm having a hard time round. Like I have like a solid top 12 right now, and uh, oh, wow, really, it's tough to say to to really determine which two are gonna get knocked out or knocked bumped in in favor of others, right? So. 
I got my like my top three is locked right now. Really? It's just gonna. Well, it'll depend on what comes out. Um, okay. In the third, in the fourth quarter. I'm excited to do all my re-listens. Yeah. From stuff that I listened to like near the beginning of the year, and I have like a top five right now. Like I'm, I'm I haven't like put too much serious thought into like a top 10 i'm gonna wait a little longer probably november and then do a lot of re-listening to and like right now every day i don't listen to 2021 stuff i listen to old stuff but like those last two months for me eric is gonna be a huge grind yeah i agree yeah but i'm probably just gonna listen to the ones that are contenders okay. like i'm not listening to drake's album again kanye's album again j cole's album again it's not on wow. there wow but that, that's again might be a the, hot take. Yeah. Did you prefer the Kanye album or Drake's? Uh, well, I only listened to Drake's once, and I listened to Kanye's twice. I didn't like either, honestly. Like, uh, I'll maybe say Kanye had more memorable songs. Yeah, I agree. Drake only had the one "Way Too Sexy." That's the only yeah. actually catchy song. Yeah. I like the Kanye one. Upon re-listening to it, I didn't mind it. It's not gonna make my list. There's no way in hell. But I didn't mind it. It was way too long and a little not pretentious. I don't know. Maybe pretentious maybe, is the yeah. right word. Yeah. But no, some of the songs I didn't mind at all. I, I like his. I didn't mind some of the production either. I'm not gonna lie. Like I kind of liked it. No, it was much better than Drake's album. Honestly, yeah. his album was not good. It's I, probably gonna go down as his worst. Honestly. I was, yeah, I was driving home late at night and I was listening to Drake's album and I was like almost falling asleep. It's like background something you just throw on in the background. It's not like horrible. It's just you can't differentiate the songs one from the other. You know, they're just they're all playing and you're like, okay. Yeah, nothing was memorable right? for me. Like, yeah, you said it the best. You said it best. Even yeah. like his album before that, Scorpion, which I thought was bad, had more memorable. Some songs I still listen to to this day, like a couple of songs I actually really like. This one only has the one, and even that might not even be a song that ages well. So right. it's a, hey, it's a number on the list basically at this point, but it ain't a high number, that's for sure. But I got a lot of praise. Like I was reading reviews when it came out. Like people love. Like no. Drake can do no wrong, right? They, it got. It's getting commercial praise. Uh, okay, okay. But the like critical rap uh, connoisseurs or like just those um, websites are not. It's not getting good reviews oh, okay. at all. Like its average that. rating is like fifty-one out of a hundred oh, okay. on like a Metacritic website that averages out all the reviews. It's not getting good reviews overall. But yes, like fans who just like Drake praise the album, right? Like people who aren't real, like big rap people will say it's good. And hey, if you like Drake's album, that's fine. Like it's subjective. I don't like it though, personally. What like Drake fans, if we can compare them to like movie fans of a certain genre or like franchise, like what would they be? You think franchise, um, <laughs> Fast and Furious. I was thinking the same thing because big box off Drake is like a box yeah. office hit king, right? But it's kind of a joke at the same time. Like you can't take it too seriously. I but I don't know if Drake deserves a little more credit than Fast and Furious, though. Like I think while Fast and Furious is smart, like they know exactly yeah. what they are and they yeah. embrace it. Drake is Drake would think he's like a more serious movie. Like if Drake's compared to a movie, Drake thinks he's better than what he actually but is. But I also don't think he's an art house movie though. Like he's oh, a, okay. a he Fast thinks- and Furious, but a little more critically acclaimed, but like, not too critically acclaimed. Like he might think he's a stalker. When he's in <laughs> no, fact, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. 
<laughs> stalker would be like i don't know some probably an underground rapper honestly rapper. Yeah. <laughs> underground I don't have a no, name. but it's good comparing like a, a movie. Yeah, no, to I like, like that. Yeah. But Drake is, um, I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's like Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. And then, you, but then if you include the Hobbit in there, Drake, or maybe Kanye's the full Lord of the Rings. Like he started off great, and then he became the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. Um, and yeah. that that can bring another topic actually of. Do does everyone start out like could be a film director, actor, yeah. musician? Do are people always better when they start out? Maybe, and I think that's often the case in rap. Like often, a, an artist's best album will be their first album, and then maybe the second one's good. But then when they get to like three, four, five, especially later four, five, then they start to fall off. Like it's kind of inevitable because the charm is kind of worn off they become mainstream and that always has like a negative connotation. Right. You sold out. Now you're too mainstream. You're not, you're not, your roots aren't there anymore. They try to pander right. to a different crowd. And I don't want to make this another conversation about this group. I bring up almost every episode, which is the Griselda crew. They have not changed up their sound in becoming more popular, which is what I love about those guys. And they're actually getting better with age arguably. But anyways, that's an outliner perhaps. Cause I see this all the time in film. The, a director will never be able to replicate like the success or the 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 praise from critics and the audience from like of his first film. It ha- it's it's like you see it all the time. One example, like Edgar Wright, who's a British director, his first movie was Shaun of the Dead. He's never all his movies after have been super solid, but he's never like Shaun of the Dead is still like a movie that influenced a, a genre pretty much zombie comedies mm. and. Shaun of the Dead is honestly one of the movies you see the most in like little whenever you buy a DVD it says best comedy since Shaun of the Dead best horror comedy mm. since Shaun of the Dead I swear to God Zombieland had that I think Shaun of the Dead is on so many DVD boxes for that very reason exactly it's and it, it's kind of like gets tiring and I mentioned Edgar right because he's got a new movie coming out this year it looks really good uh, Last Night in Soho it's got Anya Taylor-Joy in it hey, from cool. Queen's Gambit yep. And uh, the girl Peaky from a Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. She started in a horror movie, The Witch, from like 20 Wait, years. Wait, Anya Taylor-Joy's in Jojo Rabbit? No, sorry. The other actress in Jojo Rabbit is in the Edgar Wright movie. Okay. Sorry, I total. Said no, that too fast. Good. But Anya Taylor-Joy, this she's brilliant. And I remember seeing her in the horror film The Witch in 2016. I knew she was destined for greatness, and now she's almost becoming a like she's gonna be known. Oh yeah, more and more. I think because of Queen's Gambit, yeah. she's a pretty well known yeah. star now. Yeah, that was a huge show. Yeah, great um, show. Loved it. Was that this year? Feels like it was years ago. I thought twenty twenty. Maybe oh, crap. You might like. I don't know. We maybe are almost like, at the end of the year. Yeah, maybe it was late twenty twenty, yeah. but I don't know. Anyways, she's an actress to watch. Anya Taylor Joy. Mm-hmm. She was in like the New Mutants movie. Which oh, got yeah. like delayed for like three years. Wasn't like yeah. uh, Maisie, Maisie Williams, Williams, yeah, the guy from Stranger Things too. Yes, Jonathan, yes. I believe. Yes, and you know that movie's on Prime, readily available. Haven't haven't watched it yet. And what I love about her is she does not. A lot of actors start in horror and like kind of like look at it as a, a black stain in their resume or in their filmography. She like totally like loves that she was in a horror movie and still praises the director and doesn't like turn her back on the genre you know mm-hmm. like i'm talking huge actors started in horror brad pitt tom hanks 
like a lot of actors you don't think like i can name drop some movies and it's like an obscure slasher movie from the 80s and tom hanks is in it or brad pitt it's well maybe i'll save that talk for huh. our horror discussion i feel like i would love to star in a horror movie yeah. honestly even though like I'm, I'm getting into it a little more now but i yeah. feel like it'd be super fun to have like a memorable death in a movie right? even if it's not memorable it's just funny and like uh, you got killed in that movie and like maybe you get a couple lines of dialogue like a, a little catchy phrase that's thrown in there and yeah, a side character like yeah. you're in the movie you have like speaking role and you get a memorable death that'd oh, be awesome i'd love that for sure yeah. and i think you'd be good too yeah thanks like you'd be good in like a, a slasher i think like a camp slasher <laughs> oh i'd love that and even yeah. if i can make it to the end that'd be even better but or i don't know is it better do you want to make it to the end or do you want to die you want to be the final guy usually it's a final girl but yeah it could be the final guy and too. girl normally or maybe not. It'd be cool know. though if you were in the final chase, like the like the, the, the <laughs> sacrificial climax. death, maybe right, like right? let the girl go, and then I get yeah. just dragged into the the shadows. You don't see me die necessarily; it just gets like a nice <laughs> shot of me being dragged, like nail. Mar- I don't know if I want nail marks on the ground. But. What would be cool is like they attach all these prosthetic, like these uh, special mm, effects. Yeah. That'd be so cool for sure. Like my experience with those are quite limited in my extra gigs, but. You never know what the future holds. That would me. be wicked, Eric. Yeah. I want to get back into that. When uh, I don't know. I feel like right now there aren't as many opportunities there. It's just a little, still a little sketch there, but I want to get back to it for sure. Is that something you would consider, like being an extra in a movie? Like, Would you want to do that? I would help out on a movie. I don't think I'd, I would be on. I'd help behind the cameras. Okay. I don't think I would. No. I don't think that's for me. It's Maybe fun, like man. an extra. I could easily be an extra. I don't have to do anything like. Well, that's special. what I was saying. Like, would you want to well, be? An I'd, extra? I'd do. I'd be an extra. Yeah. It's fun. Like you meet some pretty interesting people too. Like, I think I would love like if I was in any type of role in the movie making process. I would love to be like. Here's what we need to shoot. Like, here's the script. We need to shoot this. How do we shoot it? Like, where do we place the camera? How are we going to mm. shoot the action sequence? Like, because I've seen so many damn movies. Yeah. I think I would have a great idea. Like. Oh, we can do it like this and like this. Well, not like copying an entire, like doing a Tarantino, but like I, I have a pretty good idea of like how it would look on screen mm-hmm. just because I've seen so many movies. Yeah, that would come in handy. Like logistically, sure. how are we going to shoot this scene? Where are we going to start it? How are we going to move the camera around? I think like that, like maybe a director of photography, like I don't do photography, but like I think I would have an idea what to do just because it's something. like You've seen it all. Exactly. It would come in clutch for sure. Yeah. You'd be like a consultant, maybe that yeah. could be a title for you, like uh, or someone like Let's- consultant, cinematography consultant, or yeah. something like that. Or someone's like, "Has this been done before?" And describe something. I'm like, "Oh no, they've done that in that <laughs> let movie." Me, let We're, me run it back. <laughs> we don't want. We don't want to do that. Like copy that scene. It'd be like Abed, just run it back in right. the database. <laughs> Not to compare you to Abed there, but I think it does work in this situation. With for the movie, sure, the knowledge. movie thing, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of. Now, this is a little different for the conversation we're having, but I think a little relevant as well. How do you think you would do in a reality TV show? Ooh, I love that question. Are we talking like a big brother or a survivor? So anything like competition-based. It doesn't have to be a specific show, but just in like a a show where there's many contestants, social settings, you got to play a political game. There are also games that are events that happen maybe on a daily basis. So with the mind and the physical, like you're using both. Let's say you're living in a house with people and then on a semi daily basis, you're competing. And then based on how you do in those competitions, you gain some power and you can exert your will on people, send them in for elimination. 
make alliances with people? How do you think you would fare? And if you have a game plan, what do you think it would be going into it? I think my strength would lie more in doing like the challenges. I don't think I, I admittedly, I don't think I'd be very good, like doing the power plays and like tricking. I have a really hard time lying. Like I'm bad at lying. Like I'd have a hard time if I wanted to trick someone, I'd have a hard time. If I wanted to like backstab somebody, I'd have a hard time. I'm very empathetic. I would have a hard time. Like, you know, doing like backstabbing someone like survivor style or saying I'm like being in four different alliances and like being like a secret <laughs> agent, like, yeah, yeah, we'll go all the way. No, no, we'll go all the way. I don't think I'd be good at that. It's just not in my nature. Um, that's not a bad thing though, right? I'd be like, like more of a follower. Like I'd be like, okay, I'm going to be on your, like I'd let someone like, I would want to be in the shadows, maybe like quietly move along in the game and not cause too much of a ruckus and like, Oh, Matt's made it to the final four. How did he do that? He's been very quiet, but that's like my style. Not be the loudest, but also don't be like the lone sheep, the lone wolf. Like you have to like go with the pack, but don't, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking more survivor here or big brother. Yeah. How do you think you would do, Eric? Oh, you've said so much in there. Like yeah. I do think the empathetic trait might be a, I don't want to say crutch in this situation, but it's true. Like if you're, you you might be in a position where you do need to lie to some people and then have to pull that trigger and just throw a friend down into a an unfortunate situation. That would be tough. I would also have a hard time with that, honestly. Like I'm I'm not really a confrontation guy, so that would be tough for me too. I do think my game plan though would be to just rely heavily on the social game and try to become part of a, a bigger alliance while not being the main head of that group so following along on what you're saying on being a follower maybe a little in the shadows but i do think i'd be able to put myself in a good spot that i can have a good relationship with a lot of people and no one would really want to turn on me i'd just be like oh they're like oh we can keep eric along and bring me along like you to the end maybe but then at some point they might be like okay this guy hasn't done anything let's just throw him in now at which point it would depend on what the situation is. Like if it's something super physical and like I watch a show called The Challenge, right? Okay, right, right, right. So that's what I was kind of basing my whole question okay, on. Okay. And I would get destroyed in some of these physical eliminations. Like these are all big dudes. So depending on what it is, I wouldn't have a chance. But if it's some puzzles some or, mind yeah. and like more um, oh, okay. advanced, like yeah, puzzles exactly or strategic eliminations i think i would do well and then I, like i said rely on the social game and like i'm thinking more survivor here but like you don't want to be too valuable but you don't want to be too useless that's the thing yeah, it's walk that fine line room. exactly that i love that's what survivor has such an appeal it's like you're too good you're a freaking huge threat off the bat let's get rid of them <laughs> exactly. i've seen it happen in seasons yeah but you have to be valuable enough like oh no he's a dead he's dead weight he's, he's not providing any food like there was, an, there was a season where this guy was, like, fishing every day and bringing them food. And they're like, well, we can't eliminate him. He, like, brings his fish every day. Yeah. But then eventually they're like, we got to eliminate him. He's too strong in the challenges. <laughs> we've run out of fish and this guy's got to go. Right? Like, we've had enough fish. We're good. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen winners in Survivor coasting the whole, like, they, they got to the final two just coasting. And the other person didn't win because kind of backstabbed everybody. Mm-hmm. So the coaster won. Yeah. Wow. Can't that respect like, that. That's easily like 10 years ago. Yeah. No, Survivor was like huge in my... I loved Survivor, but it got too repetitive. It's like there's two seasons a year, I think. Mm. Done like over 30 seasons. 
it'd be fun to do like a, a reality TV show based thing with like maybe our whole family where we like rent out some sort of villa and get like all the cousins in there. Like that would be an endeavor and a yeah. half though, like to get that time commitment. Obviously I'm not talking so like, hard, I'm yeah. not talking it'd be like months of <laughs> events that we do, but just like maybe a few competitions and then get some like some interviews in there, some confessionals just bashing. Like I can't believe Matt did that or like whatever, like, I, I had no hesitation throwing dill into elimination like just stuff like that it'd be kind of funny and then i could take on the editing process but you know this is a pipe dream we can't even get together for a swim in my mom's house so it's uh, it's like i thought i knew eric very well until this <laughs> yeah, happened exactly i think it'd be funny. there'd be no bad blood though i think we're all you never know it'd be cool to like see like the, the cousins that we hang out the least with, with yeah like how they would yeah julia I like i had no hard. issues uh backstabbing matt in this situation <laughs> hey she's a fellow horror film i was just lover. gonna say I, I, me and julia are tight i know i know sorry julia i didn't want to throw you under the bus there i know you wouldn't do that anyway so but yeah that's something i think of sometimes would be interesting what are your thoughts on asking for help in like a retail store like or a supermarket like do you does that bother you when people ask like Oh, like, uh, where can I find the canned tuna? So I worked in a retail store for nine years. So like, I have both sides of this. I know the proper etiquette because I've been on the receiving end of annoying customers or people not using proper etiquette. So now when I'm, I'm very conscious of like, when I go into a store, how to behave, like how I think in my mind, they would want to be treated by customers. So like, I never, um, asking for help honestly now i try to avoid it because i'm like i'm gonna try to if i really need to ask for help i'll do it but like in my mind i'm like i'm not bothering anybody i'm gonna try to find it myself actually it happened today that i had to ask for help <laughs> had to find the you i don't even know how to pronounce this sauce the worcester sauce Oh, worcester yeah Worc- always uh, struggle yeah. yeah and there's like two like one one brand of this bottle and I know, like a whole wall of bottles. I, it was in front of me but i still couldn't find impossible it. to find though right? every time i always struggle oh my god it's like we both go in two different aisles and try to find it so like when the guy asked for the guy he's like yeah it's hunt. right here yeah. like looking at me like i like like are you stupid you just like it was at my feet actually maybe that's why i didn't see it yeah no i always feel awkward to be honest asking mm. for help i feel like because I've been the person that like, why is this annoying customer asking gotcha. for help? So you don't want to annoy them, right? Because yeah. you've been annoyed by customers. Yeah, I've been asked the dumbest questions, Eric. Like, where's the Worcestershire sauce when it's right in front of you? I've been asked <laughs> that. Like, where's the chicken breast? Turn around, it's right there. Yeah, but rough. then I've done the same thing now. So yeah, was I too hard on customers? Yes. I've had, Eric, I've had like literally the dumbest questions asked, like people bringing in flyers from other stores. Like, can <laughs> hey, I have price match? It's doable flip. Okay. Yeah. That's now a that good, flies. Some eh? stores do that. Yeah, that's some true. stores. Farm boy does not though. Yeah. Okay. Learn that good the hard point. way. Good point. What did like, do you, do you find it awkward asking for help? I'm huge on asking for help. Okay. Like I don't want to waste time. If I don't know where something yeah. is, I'm identifying There's- the local, uh, scribe and they help me out and they get me to where i need to be and if they don't know well then i ask the next person and like obviously i try to look on my own it's like i'm going aisle to aisle identifying someone to ask for help but if i don't know where something is i've looked a little bit i will ask like no hesitation i'm not an ass about it i just ask like i'm looking for the worcestershire sauce where is it i don't think there's anything wrong with it I do, if anything i think it's just smart to right. accelerate the process of finding what i need and getting out of there 
And yeah, even if it is right in front of me, I don't really feel that awkward, especially now with the masks. Like they can't even identify me if they saw me in the streets a week later. And and you know they're they're there. They're paid to help you. They're exactly. paid to be. If you weren't there asking questions, some of them might not have a job. Like they're there to help you. You hit the nail on the head. There actually, you're not wasting time. Mm-hmm. I could have saved five ten minutes if I had. Sometimes I just hesitate too much, and I'm just like, ah, I'll just I'll I'll figure it out. But then all those minutes add up. You know, I don't know, Eric. I I could we could do an episode where you just ask me like. What are some of the horror stories of working retail, Matt? <laughs> and then I go on. I'm like, what do you want to know? Christmas, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Easter, when there's a sale, Saturday mornings, people yelling at me, <laughs> people like asking for the dumbest requests, customers I may have slightly insulted or like told. I could have a whole episode on like jokes I've told customers and they didn't even realize. <laughs> like I've said some pretty like quote unquote like funny stuff like that they didn't even realize it just went just over their way head. over their yeah. heads. Yeah. I can tell stories on like funny stuff I've heard other people say to customers. Like some people, some guy got fired even for like saying something so ridiculous. But yeah, that's for another time. That could be like a work episode. Yeah, there you go. I'll have to brush up on my own work. Sure, you have a lot of funny office stories. I do, yeah. 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 I mean, you've already told one. Did tell one. Yeah, I was iffy on it, but I just fired it off. Maybe the asking for help is like, I don't want to admit that I don't know where it is. It's like, it's like asking for like cooking instructions. Like, oh, how am I gonna like how am I gonna cook this? Like, sir, can you tell me how to cook this steak? It's like, what? You don't know how to cook a steak? Mm-hmm. When it should be like, no, I want to ask his opinion and get some great knowledge. You know? Yeah. Sometimes they are assholes to you though. Like, I feel oh, like right? at Superstore, there's this one guy who I asked like at least twice now for like helps on for a certain cut. Like on the, I think he was in the butchery section, and he gave me like unnecessary attitude like what you don't know what this is like man of course not that's why i'm asking you about it like i was asking for like a specific cut of something i don't even i don't even remember like that's how much i care about it really there but i just remember this like there's no need to give attitude to me it's not like i was giving them attitude i'm literally asking the subject matter expert the SME, if you will about what i want to get for this recipe that i'm going to cook like it's irrelevant for you what I'm going to do with it later. I just need you to help me do your freaking job. Here He's there guy. to help you. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Talking down to you or being snobbish basically is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. You don't have any time for that. Something I avoid. Like, like if you know, if you're super knowledgeable on a subject, don't be a gatekeeper or a snob. Like, don't be mm-hmm. like, Oh, you haven't seen that, that you're not a true, uh, you're not a true music fan. You're not a true movie fan. If you haven't seen that movie, that's mm-hmm. like gatekeeping to me. Yeah. It's like, you allow, yeah, like an exclusive club on. Yeah, or like people who, and I feel like I've been this person as well, who like look down on people who start talking about an artist that I've known for many years, but they've only just discovered. And then I'm like, oh, I've known them since 29. Yeah, that's hard to 2009, do. 2009, right? That's hard to do, yeah. It's hard to do or No, it's hard to, to do? It's hard to bite your tongue and say like, like you want to say, yeah, yeah, I, I was aware of them since the beginning. Mm-hmm, it's, yeah, I, I can't stop myself sometimes. But you don't. It's the tone of your voice. That's you the say, thing. Amateur. <laughs> yeah. I've known. I've known Kanye since '04. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta watch out for that. They're like, you should just be as a fan of that person. I think just be grateful or happy that yeah. someone else discovered that artist, and then you can maybe share your knowledge on them. Check out this. Right? Check yeah, out exactly. That. Yeah. I feel like I've done that with like Mac Miller because I was early in on his music very early and then people discovered him like 
2012, I think, is when he started, or 13, even 14, I don't know, whatever. And I was like, oh, I've been a fan since 2010. Like, I've known this and that. Like, you don't know this mixtape or whatever. It's like, relax, Eric. <laughs> it's, see, like, We've looking, done it, looking back, yeah. right, like, knowing what I know now, and, like, just that's just maturing in life, though, right? Like, that's just, like, it brings it back to what you said earlier. If you're not growing at least every five years, there's something wrong with you. Like, yeah. you can't be keeping the same mindset. No, you can't. Otherwise, you're... You're not going nowhere. You're not going to grow. Yeah. Had a couple other, like, just little things that I wrote down. And this came up last episode, too, really quickly. And I think Bassam made a little comment on it because I've talked about this with him. Often it bugs him that I watch movies in, like, three, four sittings. What are your thoughts on that? I do it all the time because, you know, we have stuff to do. Like, we're not... Okay, so let let me restart. When I was younger, like, university my early twenties, I had a lot more time. Movies were always watched in one shot, but I, did, I never said to myself like, oh, I'm going to be mad if I can't finish it. Like, like I don't mind taking a break. Basically as I get, as I get older and more stuff comes up in my life, I have no problem watching 20 minutes here, watching half an hour there, watching half of it. You know, you're tired. You don't feel like watching anymore. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Does now does the genre of the movie affect that? If I'm watching a super serious like mystery detective, am I gonna like want to know a hundred percent? You know, like mm-hmm. the intrigue. What if you're watching Eric like a ten out of ten masterpiece? Does that influence you? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you gotta write it out, even if you are tired, maybe. And if you're watching a super boring movie, of course you're not. You're gonna section it off. That's the smart thing to do. Yeah, and even if it isn't boring for me, it's just like I'm maybe sometimes tired or yeah. like something else comes up and I'm, I gotta take some time to like watch another video that popped up while I was on my phone. And then, yeah. no, that's then I, I'm reality. into something else. And then I just shut the TV off often for me though. It's because I'm tired and like, I'll start the movie at like eight or something. And then by like nine ish, I'm like, all right, I'm going upstairs and just read a little shout out crime and punishment. And, um, Does that help you sleep. Yeah, yeah exa- exactly, book. man. I was hoping, so my goal is to have the book done by this episode. I, I've picked up on the reading, but man, it's tough. Like that's friggin' overrated. That's for sure. That book is overrated <laughs> on the record. I know I endorsed it earlier when I started reading it, but man, it's just not really going where I thought it would be. And it's, it's so confusing. There's just too much going on for, for me anyways. Like I'm not that into it. I'm, I'm going to finish it. It's not going to be an American gods situation. But I have like a hundred pages left. I'm gonna gone too far. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll power through. You know what I don't like is people starting a movie, and then they'll start another movie, and they'll st- <laughs> and then they're, too, they're thirty minutes into four different movies. I'm not a fan of that. I've, I've definitely done that before. Not as much nowadays because now I, I just don't watch as many movies. But I definitely have done that before. And you know what I absolutely <laughs> that's funny. You know what I absolutely hate. Oh, I watched half of this movie. I hate it. It's a bad movie. I hated it. I'm like, I don't care. You haven't watched the whole thing. I'm not going to take you as seriously. I'm sorry. Even, okay, sometimes you know the movie's bad, but like you can't, your opinion means a lot less to me when you see, when you couldn't even finish it. Old is a good example. M. Night Shyamalan's mm. old. This girl I work with walked out of the theater it was a dumb movie. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't even finish it. You walked out of the theater. I had to explain what happened to her, mm. like in the movie. And I'm sorry. It's like, I can't take you seriously. Oh, worst movie I've seen. Yeah. But you walked out of the, th- you paid to go see this movie and you walked out. 
watch the whole movie, then tell me it's horrible. I'll, I'll respect that. I even told her this like a hundred times. Walking out of the theater, that is something I don't understand. I mean, you've, you've paid to be there. Just, I feel like we've, well, I've told the story about yeah. the Harry Potter there, did that. But I feel like it's happened another time, but I forget right now. I would need like my parents to remind me what that was, but I feel like it's only happened a couple of times for me. So yeah, I mean, I think we've been going for a while there. We're going to do our draw. I've put everyone in a number gen- random number generator. It's going to be a one-time thing here. We'll see what happens. So, oh, the winner of our limited edition Easy Conversations hoodie is the homie <laughs> Katrina. Awesome. Yeah. So she, the only one with the voice uh, memo. I like the originality. Well-deserved. Congratulations, Katrina. Something I'd like to see in the future. More voicemails. Yeah. Yeah. More keep voice memos. I like it. Yeah. Trendsetter and now a hoodie owner. So we'll be in con- or you'll be in contact with us when you hear this episode and uh, let us know and we'll coordinate the hoodie delivery. So congrats again. Congratulations. So yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a good spot yeah. to wrap it up there on a positive note. Yeah. We'll save the recommendations for the next episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I actually kind of alluded to like Justin's idea about doing an NHL season preview. So we will be doing that for our next episode, episode 71. And our guest, barring any unforeseen uh, circumstance, will be the homie Justin Mocktinger. Now, I haven't even asked him yet. I'm just throwing the gauntlet out preemptively here, but we will be in, co- in contact soon, Justin. Hopefully you can make your third appearance on the pod. And you all enjoy hearing his insights. And we'll kind of try to keep him in check about his Leafs there. Uh, <laughs> we'll... <laughs> if we can, if that's even possible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, Matt any final notes for the listeners thanks everybody for listening um, I had a blast like went by so fast again Eric um, and I hope everyone's having a great time right now whatever you're doing and just stay positive out there well said Matt so yeah thanks a lot everybody for listening stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays continue to stay safe love you all and yeah 